Wow. Praise God. See, that is... There, there, that's why gifts of the Spirit are so important in a corporate atmosphere and environment. When the Holy Spirit wants to speak, amen? He wants to speak. We've got to let Him speak. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse uh, 26 through 27 here. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 27. Wow, what, a, what an anointing in this place this morning. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Oh, here it goes. Then God said, let us. Notice it says us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. Amazing, isn't it? In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now go down the road to the book of James with me. The book of James chapter 4. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit is in the house. James chapter 4, and I want to look at two verses, uh, verse 13 and 14 of James chapter 4. And it says these words, Come now, you you, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make profit, make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Today the title of my message is this. The gift of life. The gift of life. What a privilege. What an honor it is that we have been chosen to live a life on this earth. And, and then after this, as a Christian, to step into eternity with our Creator God. What a privilege that is. See, here's what you've got to realize. You were not a mistake. Amen? You have been given life by God Himself. Life with a purpose. There is nothing random about your life or my life. Nothing. In fact, God formed us in your mother's womb. You are a masterpiece. You are an artwork of God. Think about that. And just real briefly, I want to touch on this because this weekend was the Right to Life March in Washington, D.C. And so I briefly want to touch on this. This is why abortion is murder. It is killing innocent unborn children. It is absolutely demonic. It's evil. Amen? Abortion is really this. The world might not know this, but it is. Abortion is a sacrifice to Satan's kingdom. In fact, in the Old Testament, they would sacrifice their children to Baal and to other idols and to other gods with a small g. Abortion is demonic. Amen? By the way, I, 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 I wouldn't be a good pastor. I wouldn't be doing my job 
if I didn't touch on this, that Christians should not be voting for politicians that approve of abortion. Are you hearing me, somebody? It is never okay for a person, for a Christian to vote for a person who is for abortion. It's never okay. And it's not okay to support a political platform or a party that has it in their official platform. Amen? Amen. But I do want to say, that, oh, by the way, so you got to know this. Your voter guide, the moment you made Jesus Lord of your life, you know what your voter guide is? The Bible. The Word of the living God. This is our voting guide right here. Amen? Oh, Pastor James, you're just a one-issue voter. Well, you know, I guess I kind of am. I think it's pretty important that we don't murder the unborn children. Are you hearing me, somebody? But I do need to say this. If in the past you have had an abortion, you need to know that there's forgiveness found through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? The blood of Jesus will wash that sin away and he will make you whiter than snow. Amen. So only Jesus can give you that new beginning. Only Jesus can take that emotional pain and bondage away. I heard a a statistic recently on a station in Detroit, a Christian station, a Christian radio show. The statistic said this, that women that have had an abortion are 81% more likely to have suicidal thoughts and mental illness. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Now, there's a reason for that. It's because abortion is not and will never be okay in the eyes or in the plan of God. Amen? Because it does open a person up to the demonic. It really does. And it's the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come to give life and to give it more abundantly. Amen? But you got to know this. Life, that, that's, that's what I want to touch on with that. Now I'm going to go and I'm shifting right now. Life is a gift from God. Many times we get so caught up in the hustle and the bustle of life. You know what I'm talking about? That we blindly keep moving forward in life without really thinking about how blessed we are to be chosen by God to even have breath in our lungs. To have the opportunity to stand and be on this earth. And it isn't unfortunately, unfortunately this, it isn't until something happens such as a loss of a loved one, a loss of a friend, or some other kind of a tragedy that stops us right in our tracks. Are you hearing me? That stops us in our track to say, wow, life really is fragile. Life really is precious. Amen? James 4.14, like I read, it says, life on this earth is but a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. And let me just tell you this, we don't know when our last day is on this earth. You know what? We, we really don't. We don't know when, our last, when we're going to take our last breath on this earth. You know, I, one, writing this message, you know, reminds me of my mom. She passed away at 54 years old of a heart attack in her sleep back in 2009. And it, it, life is so fragile because... That night, she was, my dad said she was just talking to me about plans she was going to do with the grandkids tomorrow. Oh, she was, Denny, we need to go, I need to go shopping for a new bathing suit because I'm taking the kids to Splash Village in Frankenmuth this weekend. Are you hearing me? Hello? 
She was making plans for the next day. She was, fall, she was asleep on the couch. She woke up and, and, and she went by my dad and said, Good night, Dan. Love you. I'm going to bed. He goes, All right, Chris. I'll be in in a little while. I'm just going to watch a little more TV. 30 minutes later, he heard her gasping for air and she had a heart attack. And it was over. She stepped into eternity. Are you following me, somebody? Saints, I'm telling you right now, we always must be prepared and ready to go at any time. Life is a precious gift. You know, I mean, that, that, that's such a, a mark in my life, such a, a standstill. You know, you know, I still, you know what I still do? I still, still view circumstances or events of before mom died and after she died. Are you hearing me? That's like the first thing that comes into my mind. When, when the kids show me a picture, I'm like, was my mom alive there or was this after? I'm telling you right now, life has a way of making a stop right in our tracks. Amen? But we are not to live in fear by that, but we need to live a life of, of peace with our Heavenly Father so we know. So you have that peace in your heart. Man, if, my, if I take my last breath right now, right here, I know I'm going into the presence of God. Amen? That's how Sister Elva lived her life. Oh, man, she was, I'm telling you right now, amen? She was close to the Lord. She knew where she was going. Amen? Doesn't make it any easier for us that grieve her loss, right? But... Man, we're happy for her. Amen. That she's with the Lord and she knew Jesus as her Lord and Savior. But if we, if we live on earth, think about it, saints. If we live on this earth, we live for the Lord. Man, that's awesome. If we step out of this earth suit, out of our body, we live with him forever. It's a win-win situation. Are you hearing me? I love that. Man, he's good. The Holy Spirit has given me some key points today that I want to share with you that will really get us to slow down and focus on things that really will have a lasting impact on our life and in our life. Whether you know it or not, saints, this is true. Every day we are creating the legacy that we're going to leave behind. We're creating a legacy. How do you want to be remembered on this earth? Our life is a gift from God. We just need to know how to heed the Word of God and the Holy Spirit's direction in our life on how to unwrap that gift and take advantage of it. You understand that? You really, think about it, a person doesn't truly live until they make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. Why? Because first of all, God's the one that created you. So evidently, He's the one that gives us our purpose. So anything apart from Him is vain. Are you hearing me? Life truly doesn't start until you make Jesus Christ Lord of your life. So we were created to have fellowship with him, a life that includes him, not one that shuts him out. A life lived that shuts God's, God out is a wasted life, but a life lived in fellowship and communion and being in right standing with him, that's the blessed life. Amen? Look at this. This is amazing. Our life, think about this. Our life on this earth consists of time. Say time. Oh, yeah, it's time. Everything's timed. Oh, do we have time for this? What time is it right now? Man, I'm hungry. What time? Right? Everything has to do with time. Now, look at this. 
24-hour day has 1,440 minutes in it. If you sleep about eight hours, you're awake roughly 16 hours a day, right? 16 hours has 960 minutes in it. And it has 57,600 seconds. What are you doing with your time? Think about, isn't that amazing? Now, here, <laughs> this, this really, as I was doing this message, man, it just hit me hard. How are we utilizing our time? Are we truly making the biggest impact for our Heavenly Father that we are capable of doing on this earth? Our life is ticking away on this earth. The clock doesn't stop. Have you noticed that? Even in the trials, the hardest trials of life, when my mom passed away, it feels like my life stood still that day. Are you hearing me? It feels like, man, just time stood still when a loved one passes. Time stands still. But you know what? What I found out is the clock still keeps on ticking. And I find out, even in my grief, what I was going through, I, I would go outside of the house, go walk through the stores and just such a heaviness on me. And, I would, and people are laughing and having fun. I'm thinking, don't you know what I'm going through? Right? Time doesn't stop. Time doesn't stop. Our life is ticking away. Now you know why the enemy loves to fill our life with distractions. The enemy wants us to waste it. Oh my. Are you feeling? I'm just feeling the, just the weight of this message right now. Amen? My, my, my. It doesn't matter how old you are. You have the potential. If you're alive right now, you have breath in your lungs. You have a potential to make a huge impact for the kingdom of God on this earth. You have, we all have a sphere of influence. Yeah, but Pastor James, you're a pastor. Your messages are, no, 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 no. We all have a sphere of influence. You influence people every day. You realize that, right? You influence people. What are we doing with our time? All of us, all of us, there's no prejudice in death. All of us have an appointment eventually to step out of this physical body, out of this earth suit, and to step into eternity. I really feel the Holy Spirit wants us right now to slow down, slow things down, and really take in, take a hard look at where we are in life right now. And like I said, if, if you have breath in your lungs, it's not too late to make the needed changes. It's not too late. Here's some pilot talk for you to make the proper course corrections in your life. Amen? To get in line with the will of God for your life. The first point the Holy Spirit gave me to share with you is this. Don't wait to celebrate the life of people after they're gone. Do it while they're alive right now. Man, that was strong on me. As I got the, the word and the about Sister Elva passing. Man, that just hit me hard right there. If someone is a blessing to you, tell them. Tell them how much you appreciate and love them. Amen? As much as it's possible in your own control, live a life with no regrets. I love that, don't you? I said this, as much as it's possible in your own control. Because there's some things you can't control. Are you following me? If there's a family member or a person you have unforgiveness, bitterness, other negative emotions with, contact them. Work it out. Don't allow it to continue. Amen? 
because you might not have a chance to make up with them later on. Now listen to this. The response of that person is not in your control, but you can do what you can do to make sure you're right from your standpoint. You're clear. You're cleansing your heart, making it right in your own heart. Amen? Come on, this is some Holy Ghost wisdom here. Amen? See, many are carrying around heavy burdens and weights on their shoulders for this simple reason. They refuse to confront the person that hurt them. Or maybe they've hurt and make it right. Remember, the clock is ticking. God has given us the gift of time on this earth and we need to use it wisely. The most joyful people, I've noticed this, the most joyful people are the ones that that give of themselves and help others. Have you noticed that? I know my mom, my mom loved helping people. Man, she would be, if someone had a need, she was right in the middle of it. And she was joyful all the time. She understood the biblical principle of giving. Jesus said these words, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Amen? Man, they're joyful. And you know... (laughs) If as a Christian, let me say this, if you're dealing with depression and other negative emotions, try this for for me. Try this for yourself, really. Get your focus off of yourself and go and help someone else. Are you hearing me? Go and help someone else. One of the things when I'm ministering to people who have a depression or or real negative emotions, the first thing I'll do is, hey, why don't you give someone a call and pray with them? Give someone a call and help someone. You know what? I'll tell you right now. Every time someone has done it, they started to rise up and come out of that pit. Because why? Jesus said it himself. Why do we try to prove Jesus wrong? It's more blessed to give than to receive. Amen? Think about that. That's powerful. You'll be amazed at how that will speed up your healing and the deliverance in your life and flood your heart with joy. See, don't ever forget this. I've learned this, and they taught this in Bible school, but someone needs to hear it today. You ready for this? People don't know how much, uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Come on, somebody. You can have all the Bible knowledge. You can, right? But but the Word of God says if you don't have love, you're just a clanging symbol. Are you hearing me? It's just clanging. It's just noise. Right? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Listen, our life consists of many kinds of relationships, right? You got your spouse, you got friends, close friends, you got acquaintances, you got your coworker. I mean, there's so many different relationships, right? You can impact all of them. Be friendly, be kind, walk in love. You don't know what battles that people are facing in their own life. Are you hearing me? You, you know, one of the biggest things is, is you know, if, if I'm driving down the road and, and someone's like, you know, I'm kind of enjoying, you know, driving and someone comes fast right up behind and then they pass me fast and I'm kind of like, wow, what, what's this all about, man? What, what, you know, he kind of rises up and, you, and, then, and then Marianne has to remind me, well, maybe they have an emergency. Right? Oh, wow. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for straight. Maybe they do. Right. Maybe they're rushing someone to the hospital or something's going. Right. Give people the benefit of the doubt. 
Amen. This is Holy Ghost here. Give people the benefit of the doubt. It, it's better to err on that side than to hold the grudge and bitterness. Because that grudge, that bitterness, and that anger, it, it doesn't hurt that person. Guess who it's hurting? You. You. Oh, that's a trap of the devil, isn't it? So speak kind words to people that you don't know. You know, that feels good. You know, when you're in, a, in the grocery store or wherever you're at, you know, just talking kind to people and you see their faces light up. Man, there's a joy in that. It makes, it's awesome. And then God will use you even more. Amen? Allow the Holy Spirit to use you to encourage people around you. Listen to this. You could be the answer to someone's prayer. Think about that now. You could be the very answer to someone's prayer. Go to Proverbs 16.24 with me real quick here. Proverbs 16.24. Uh, let's, you know, let's just slow down and just really take a look. Where are we, you know? Let's make some corrections. And that's what, that's really, think about it. That's what assembling together, that's what a local church, it really is, a church service, think about this, Proverbs 16, 24. A church service is kind of like the halftime, right? Man, you had a rough week. Now we're coming together. Now the Holy Spirit's saying, okay, this is what I want you. This, I, I, I want to change some of your thinking, get you kind of back in line with the Word, back in line with my will, right? It's kind of like a, a pep talk in halftime, amen? And then he just lays it on real thick today with the gifts of the Spirit. I love it, Amen. But look at Proverbs 16:24. This is powerful. Powerful. Pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. My goodness. Health to the bones. Your pleasant and kind words, literally, the word of God says it, not Pastor James. I'm not twisting it here. Come on. It literally says that pleasant words literally will bring emotional and physical healing to an individual. Say emotional and physical healing. Say my kind words can loose healing in people and myself. Come on, somebody. Now, if that's true, if those pleasant words can do those great things, then it stands to reason the opposite is true. Harsh and unkind words can bring emotional and even physical infirmities to the body. Are you hearing me? Well, listen, science is finally catching up to the Bible. Because there's studies of people and even plants that you speak to. Kind and unkind words, they're, they're affected. They're affected. Are you hearing me, somebody? Man, this, again, this is a, the power of your words is a spiritual law. It can be used for good and it can be used for evil. Say spiritual law. Man, we, uh, we just recently uh, got a new cat at our house. All right. His name's Hickory. Man, I love that cat. And he's so cute. <laughs> so here's what. Marianne and I, when we're talking to the cat, right, it's always words of love to this cat. Now, and I'm noticing, I'm feeling an uptick of the presence of God in my house. And he reminded me, it's because I'm speaking pleasant words. I'm releasing an atmosphere. Are you hearing me, somebody? Man, you know, I, I never was a pet person really in the past, but man, they do bring a joy to your life, right, if you have the right one. All right? So, 
But anyways, this is amazing. You know, that saying, that saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me is absolutely a lie and it's unbiblical. Proverbs 16, 24 tells us that. Think about that. Our emotions and condition of our physical body is closely related. Let me say that again. The condition of our emotions and our, what we're going through in our physical body are very closely related. You know, what's going on in your emotions? What's going on in your soul? Fill yourself with the Word of God. Fill yourself with the peace of God. Amen? So remember this. The Word of God also says that out of the heart flows the issues of life. Maintain a pure heart toward God and watch your life start to shift like never before. I, isn't that amazing? Out of the heart flows the issues. In other words, there is not one area of your life that the condition of your heart doesn't affect. The issues are flowing. All the issues, whatever you're going with right now, flows from the condition of your heart. And what does the heart consist of? Your emotions. Are you hearing me, somebody? Man, this is good. Emotions are powerful. So in his earthly ministry, and even right now, Jesus connects with our emotions. He, he connects with our emotional pain. He, he, he kind of knows what we're going through, right, with the trials that we go through. He's not beyond the pain and the grief that many are going through right now in their life. Um, he, he's experienced emotional pain and grief. Go with me real quick to John chapter 11. I want to show you something powerful here. Something really powerful, actually. Uh, when Lazarus died, all right, Jesus showed emotion. He didn't hold his emotions back. But something else jumped out to me about that. Man, I, I really feel the comfort of the Holy Spirit on this message today, don't you? Hallelujah. Now, Go to John chapter... Wow, I just got I felt a wave of the presence of God. I love it. Thank you, Lord. I love when that happens. John 11, uh, verse 30 through 36, I want to take a look at. Something really jumped out at me here. So Lazarus died, right? So here's where we, we go. Now, Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at Jesus' feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been, been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping. Listen to this. This is Jesus, the Son of God. He groaned in the Spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They replied to him, Lord, come and see. Right there, one verse. Look at this. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? My goodness. Now, I want you to... Something so powerful was pointed out to me by the Holy Spirit in this. He said, notice how, this is what he said. He said, notice how Jesus wept. He connected with the emotions of the people, even though he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Are you following me? 
Jesus knew that he had the power to raise Lazarus from the dead. Jesus could have walked in there all bad and be like, oh, oh, yeah, just stop crying. Okay, I'm going to take care of this. Okay, I'm going to take care of this. You don't have to cry, right? What did he do? He was so grieved by, by, by the death of Lazarus because it said he was very close to him and seeing others weeping over it. This is the Savior that we serve. Are you following me? So with the grief that you're going through right now, well, you know, the grief that you're going through right now, just know Jesus isn't even beyond weeping. Jesus isn't even beyond uh, feeling that emotional pain. Oh, I really sense the presence of God right now on this. What a word. I, I, I guess I've never zeroed in on that part of this account before. Jesus could have went in there and just said, uh, stop crying, I'm going to raise him from the dead. No, he wept. He cried. Amen? He connects with our emotional pain and sadness. He, he is compassionate and caring, and that's how we need to be toward others. Friends, listen, life is a gift. It's fragile. Look at Romans chapter 12. Go to Romans chapter 12 with me. My goodness, I love how Jesus just connects with every area of our life. Amen? That's the Savior we, we serve. That's why He can comfort you. That's why He said, my peace I give to you. Amen? All we got to do is receive it. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12. I just want to look at verses 9 through 21. It sounds long, but it's, it's really not. But I just want to point out, how are we supposed to live life? What are some good instructions for us? Well, the Holy Spirit illuminated these 12 verses here, just to read through. Let love be without hypocrisy. You know what? Let, let your words line up with your heart. Love people. Hypocrisy is saying one thing and doing the other thing. Let everything line up. Let your words, let your everything line up with, with your heart. Amen? Abhor that which is evil. Cling to that which is good. That's pretty good advice right there, isn't it? Look, I mean, we're just on, on the second verse here, and look at the power in this. This is powerful. This is how we are supposed to create our legacy on this earth. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit. That word fervent literally means hot, boil with in spirit. Do these things fervently. Amen? Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. What are you going through today? The Bible has the answer to all of it. Amen? Distributing to the needs of the saints. Given to hospitality. Bless someone. Bless those who persecute you. Oh, wait a minute. Is that really in there, Lord? Is that really in there? How many times do we love to curse people when they come against us, right? Oh, that person, what, 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 right? In, in yak away. But here, the Bible says, bless those who persecute you. Bless, look at this, bless and do not curse. In other words, don't speak bad about them. Powerful, isn't it? I'm telling you, you know, all of our problems in life, all of our troubles in life come from one thing, not following the instructions in the book. Think about that, isn't that powerful? 
My goodness. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. That's what Jesus did with Lazarus, Lazarus, the situation, right? He got down on their level. Amen? Be of the same mind one toward another. Do not set your mind on, on high things or prideful things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one for evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Here it is. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. You know, sometimes it's not possible, right? But as much as it depends on you, that's why I said, as much as it depends on you, you're responsible for your side of it. Amen? All right. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. That's why the Bible says, bless your enemies. Are you hearing me, somebody? Let God take care of the other details. Our job as followers of Jesus is to bless those who curse us, to bless those who persecute us. Are you following me? Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in doing so, you will uh, heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That passage is full of wisdom and keys to living an abundant life on this earth. Think about it. These are instructions from our Creator, showing us how to live in the zone of blessing and in a joyful life. How to stay within His zone. And not following those instructions will put us on the devil's territory. How many of you want to be on the devil's territory? Not me. I want to be on the blessing zone. Say, I want to be on the blessing zone. That's right. I want to stay in his favor. Amen. So life and time on this earth is a gift. And we must learn to do things God's way. We, we represent, represent the kingdom of God. Think about that. We represent Jesus on this earth. Have you ever noticed we're called the body of Christ? The body, we are literally a part of Jesus on this earth. Amen? When, when you bless your enemy, it's Jesus blessing them through you. Are you following me? This is powerful stuff. So we represent him. And we want to represent him well. Amen? Another, and the last thing I want to share with you here today about, about the gift of life is this. The Holy Spirit said this, remind the people of this thing. Always view everything in this life through the lens of eternity. Always view anything in this life through the lens of eternity. Never take your focus or your thought life away from an eternal perspective. Now, what do I mean by that? That thing you're so worried about, that thing you're so anxious about, does it really matter in the light of eternity? That thing you're chasing after, does it really matter in the light of eternity? Think about it. That worldly thing that's consuming your life and your time, does it really matter in the light of eternity? You know, if we would use that as a test or a filter, if you will, of what we allow into our life, I guarantee you this, probably 95% of the things in our life, we would probably get out of our life. Are you hearing me, somebody? 
always view things through an eternal perspective. And I want to finish with one last passage here by reading 1 Peter chapter 1. Go there with me. 1 Peter chapter 1. This is a great reminder about having an eternal perspective on life. 1 Peter chapter 1. Mm, thank you, Lord. I, I can really feel it, even in my own heart, just that, that refocusing and shifting. Are you, 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 you sensing what I'm saying with that? Today is, this is powerful today. Thank you, Lord. Um, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 25. I know it seems long, but it's actually pretty quick. But here we go. Listen to this. Keeping an eternal perspective. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is, that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I would say that takes an eternal perspective, right? As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust or the former junk that you had in your life before coming to Christ, as in your ignorance. I mean, back then you didn't know until you came to Christ. But as he, he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Why is that? Is it just because God is some legalistic being? No, it's because we represent Christ. Christ died for us. We represent Him. It's the least we can do. It's our what the Word of God says in, in Romans 12, our reasonable service. After all, He hung on a cross and died for us. Are you hearing me, somebody? But as He who has called you is holy, so be you holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear or reverence to him or respect to him. It's not talking about a spirit of fear there. It's talking about reverence to God. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible, corruptible things like silver or gold, money, are you hearing me? from your aimless conduct received by tradition of your fathers. But here's what you were bought with, with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in these last times for you, for you, for you, for me, for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God, in eternal perspective. And here we go, the last three verses. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, or the, through the Holy Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently, hot, let it boil in your spirit, that love of God, with a pure heart, pure motives, amen? Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because, here it is, here it is. He wraps it up with this. This is powerful. All flesh is of grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower fades away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. An eternal perspective. Now this is the word by which the gospel was preached to you. Isn't that powerful? Look at that. Now, this is the word which the gospel is preached. In other words, he's saying, to wrap it all up, have an eternal perspective. That is powerful to me. 
the Word of God is making it very clear that that lens needs to be on us at all times. You know what? It's when we lose that lens of eternity, that's when we start to fall away from Christ. Think about that. That's when we start... That's when you start to see eternal value. That's when you take hold of things of the flesh. Alcohol, drugs, pornography. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, come on. Look, amen, brother. Look at the world through spiritual eyes. You got that right. We need to maintain that. We are required to be a true disciple of Him, an ambassador for Christ, to be His hands, to be His feet, to be His mouthpiece. Let's not wait. Come on, somebody. Let's not wait for a death. Let's not wait for a tragedy any longer or anything to happen that would force us to slow down. But let's remind ourselves every day to do these things. Amen? Don't forget, the clock is ticking down. We're getting closer and closer to eternity right now. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Wow, Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for that refocusing. Thank you for those glasses that you have put upon us today. I really feel that. I, I, he's put, He's given us some new glasses He's put it right in the palm of our hands. Now it's up to us to put them on. If there's someone in here, you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, please. Or, you know, if you were to die right now, you, you don't know if you would go and spend eternity in heaven with him. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, please come, come over to this side and I want to pray with you after service. This is too big of a gamble to risk. Amen? I want to pray with you. Maybe you've made Jesus Lord of your life a long time ago, but man, you, you know right now you just don't have confidence of that. You want to rededicate your life. Today was a slap in the face. It was spiritual smelling salts in your spiritual nose. Are you hearing me? If that's you and you want to rededicate, meet me over in that corner today. Maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. The Bible says that you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You need power to live in this life. I'm telling you right now, you need power to maintain this eternal perspective. You need power to overcome every distraction of the devil. Amen? You need the Holy Spirit baptism. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism, I'd love the honor to pray with you. Maybe you need a physical healing, emotional healing. You just need prayer for anything else going on. I'm going to hang out after service right in that corner. Just meet me over here. Everyone, thank you so much. Um, I, I do want to let you know that uh, Larry wanted me to let you know that they're going to have an open mic at, at Sister Elva's funeral on Thursday for whoever would like to come.